Oh, we're recording. Can we you, are recording. Can you believe it? Um, no, because yeah, need, need, of the process. Neither <laughs> can I. It took a long time to, for us to set this up. So, hello everyone. This is LeVar. I am uh, recording my third episode of the Chronicles of LeVarnia. Forced to. Forced. <laughs> <laughs> I was asked very politely by the person across the table from me right now to find a way to get her on one of my podcasts. And if I had a choice, I still would have done it, but I really didn't have a choice. (laughs) It wasn't my choice to make. And so everyone here- I propositioned you in the right way, I think. You you asked me in a very professional way. Yeah. You you were interested in starting a podcast, so let me know your background on that. And I also want to let everyone know that from last week until this week, it's been an adventure for me to set her up with her microphone, her stand, yes. and she's in here at the crib. We are recording, and I want everyone to be welcome to my friend, Brooke. Hey, guys. I'm Brooke. Um, pretty much that's it. Okay. That's and what society says. That's what Brooke, uh, that's Brooke, everyone. That's me. Yeah. That's me. That's it. My name's Brooke. I am a friend of LeVar's, and if you've listened before, a friend of Bobby's, and... Maybe several other people. A few other people. That you've named. Um, But maybe maybe not. LeVar and I run in a, I would call it a um, web social circle that comes from different uh, origins. Lots of different uh, people are in the mix in the social group. Correct. Um, There are a few uh, that we mentioned during the last podcast, and uh, but there are also a few that we haven't mentioned, but ultimately. I think we all navigated the same social situations and just right. honestly, like even talking during the pre-show, Brooke and I really went through uh, a chronology of all the different things we've been together and done. And uh, it's clear that I met you first. Just, I think just to be clear, Brooke is number two uh, behind. Yeah. Uh, behind one of our other friends. Yes. We had a mutual friend introduce us. Yes. Yes. That now is sort of un unconnected yeah a little bit a little bit yeah um and so we are now i guess during covid uh both soul searching a little bit trying to find out if we can develop ourselves and improve ourselves and talk about it during the chronicles of lavarnia for sure yeah and with that being said i think we have um like kind of a loose itinerary, right? Of a couple very things. Very loose, very yeah, loose. Yeah, just a couple things on paper we want to talk about. And <laughs> once we, once Brooke we, has written notes. Brooke <laughs> has brought a tablet. Guy, I want you guys to vi- envision us sitting in a closet full of clothes in my room, in my place, for sound dampening purposes, obviously. And she is across the table with a notepad and a pen. And it's just, a moleskin notebook. Uh, it's very, yeah, make sure you, you remember that because that's important, guys. And understand that she is prepared, people, way more prepared than I am, way more than me. And I, and I like it. I like it because she mm. knows, she knows what she needs to do to kill it. It is an illusion of, of a plan, but I'm a tangential person. So I need to make sure I don't. Uh, I need a tattoo of that on my arm or something, a tangential like that. Tangents. I've never heard that before. Tangents. I need that. So I got to keep those tangents in line because yeah. we could end up on Elon Musk, you know, anti-gravity type we stuff. Could, we could be talking about the brain implants he wants to sell everybody. And you know what? That's just what we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. We got to figure we that out. We get there. We'll get there. 
We will get there. Not with my itinerary, so we're good. Yeah, we're we're in good shape, guys. Um, so I want to uh, kind of lead this into, I guess, I don't even know you run that thing over there. What did you? Origin story. Origin story. This is how we met. Which um, I believe I know better than you. You definitely do because you've told me more things about it than I remember. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's that's right. We did that. I think it's safe to say LeVar and I met um, several years prior to another meeting, another mm-hmm. meetup. Mm-hmm. But that we met through a mutual friend. Um, we both have known for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um I went to high school, middle school with this person. Mm-hmm. He happened to end up at LaVar's high school for yep. a portion of senior year. Mm-hmm. And they sustained a friendship is my understanding. Yes. And then when he moved back to D.C. after college, we became besties for life. And um, there was a night where I picked him up at a bar and he said, my friend LaVar's with me. Is it OK if, you, if he comes? And I said... I think so, mm-hmm. but I think I was bringing you guys to a rooftop where they had encouraged me to bring less men, you know? Okay. But, like, I like to challenge the system. Okay. I'm like, you know, fuck it. No big deal. So, brought you guys up there with me, and that was the first time we met, which was a long time ago. It was years ago. And then I didn't meet you again until maybe two years later. Mm-hmm. I saw you again. Was it and really that long? I think so. I do uh, I mean... I thought I'd never see LeVar again mm-hmm. the first time I met him. Yep. The first time I met him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but here we are. So We're still we're still uh, in the mix. Um, I was wrong. She was not just wrong. She we're, we're recording a podcast now three years later, so she was way off. Way off. I think we're more than three years. It's, I think it's, yeah, it's been like, has it been like four? Four. It's three. It's like three. Is that I like to I admit when I'm wrong, though. I don't. <laughs> All I knew was, here's my friend the bar. Let's go party. Yeah. For mm-hmm. the night. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then I saw you a couple times throughout that period. Naturally, and... we just were in the same circles. I'm sure that numbers were exchanged between friends and people were just, you know, making uh, buddies with buddies. And... But this was pre, pre-Bobby, pre just to be clear. It was, uh, Brooke, Brooke likes to take a... Uh, ownership over the fact that i met her before bobby technically she's right that i introduced you to bobby okay so that she set up the friendship and then i all i did was introduce and you guys connected took the rest of it we just we just went with it from there yeah yeah she did a great job yes because obviously i remember all these like indy 500 and yeah etc yeah yes and laboom um i know laboom's on that paper across over there i don't know what uh it is. What you intend to talk about, Miss, uh, I was not as uh, lively as the rest of the group. but uh, Me? Yeah. Okay, so well, first let's talk, Laboom came before Panama, correct? Yes, it, yes, it did. So Actually, La- no, it didn't. It came after Panama. Panama happened two years ago. Laboom happened last spring. Fair enough. Yes. So then let's discuss Panama Let's talk first. about Panama a little bit. So our friends have set up a what I would consider fabulous, amazing Fantastic. retreat. So much fun. And everybody, I grew up in the area. I went to Whitman. LaVar went to school. To Rockville. In Northern, I'm sorry, Northern Virginia. Yeah, she doesn't even know where to high school, guys. Rockville High Rockville School. Rockville High School. Same county. Uh-huh. Um, and 
my friends from high school, they're very bright. They they capitalized on a time pre-COVID mm-hmm. of a certain type of traveling that was hot with the millennial scene. Yes. Um, they purchased a property in Panama. They opened an amazing, mm-hmm. I mean, I was Beach stunned. Front, uh, total bungalow style. He means beach by B. I said beach. Oh, I think I said B. The, I said beach. Front. Beach front. Um, B front. You know, self sustained, amazing. I mean, it, it's what would I would call a um, upscale backpacker hostel. They can call that, it a backpacker hostel, but but it's a little it's nicer. A little, it's a little nicer. Yeah, yeah. So they shut down their business for a week mm-hmm. to have a sort of reunion. Plus, uh, Lavar was invited. I came through via actually not me i seem to take accountability for it you weren't responsible for that that was a setup from our friend friend. and (laughs) he introduced us yes yes and um one of the guys who runs the place he was there uh at a rooftop we were chilling and i just like talked to him and and he was like yeah we're going you want to go i'm like yeah I do. Right. I want to go. Right. So I think there was maybe 40 of us. I can't remember. I can't even remember. A mix of. Things are just blurry. Kids from high school. Yes. And then some. A couple of like family and then like tangential friends. Yeah. That have incorporated into the group. Exactly. Exactly. So that was borderline the best week of my life. That was one of the best times I've ever experienced living on this planet. And I remember the first night we sat in a circle. Yeah. And there was a bottle of rum being passed around. Oh, and it was sort of like the kids from my high school were like standing up and speaking and, you know, making a lot of uh, jabs uh-huh, at each other. Uh-huh. And then there was a moment where they said, oh, we've been so rude. Like we have some new people here uh-huh. that don't understand. Uh-huh. Would you like to speak? Yeah. And so you guys sort of got forced to like, yeah, to, like tell your up. story yeah. a little bit. But I don't, I don't even think I even said it. I, I was going to tell a story and then I was like, you know what? Let me not. It would be a weird time to like tell your life story with the stuff we were bringing up. Yeah, you guys are bringing up some hardcore hardcore (laughs) stuff. And I'm like, "Mm, let me sit back here. But (laughs) the rest of the week was amazing. Truly fantastic. If anybody gets the chance to travel again, Mm -hmm. highly recommend Palmar. Yeah, Camp Palmar. And their new resort. Yes, they've been building it ever since they bought the land and... Made a bunch of additions to it. We were supposed to go this year. In October. Uh-huh. And guess where we are right now? Recording a podcast in my in apartment. In the closet. Yep. In the fucking closet in my apartment. It's great. But you yeah. know what? This time next year, we're going to have you know a bunch of these out, and we're going to have something to talk about. We're going to have all new stories, and maybe even we can record stuff while we're out there and bring it up on the show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So from Panama goes Laboom. And you asked me to correct a little bit of information. There's some things that you wanted to bring up on the show. I don't need to bring them up. Uh, you know, I mean, I think you had uh, comments to be made about. Uh, well, I remember this day quite well. Way uh, better than we did. It was the day I decided to be the sort of sober moral. Oh, Brooke wanted to be responsible. Authority. I didn't want to be, but I knew the crew was not the right crew where I didn't you couldn't have afford to be. yeah you couldn't afford on to. my end mm-hmm. right so we show up to this place on time by the way <laughs> and I was an hour late to my own birthday party which is the right. way to do it guys no it was it was the Definitely way to go way to do it, yeah. but I end up sitting at a table with my closest friends mm-hmm. right I'm and like, then a couple of my buddies that you don't know yeah yeah it's kind of dope it's like 
one of my like my roommate was there mm-hmm. and then my closest male friends mm-hmm. and then you guys came with with another sphere my roommate yeah, i didn't and his know buddy, the time. yeah yeah and laboom is sort of a in my opinion built up to a level of if you've experienced any sort of savagery in your life mm-hmm. um i think it's it was not a little quite bit the same higher yeah. than it, it's expected. it's a fun party so what i would it say is. is it's a fun party but if we're talking on the scale of like pure savagery and then like you know eating dinner with your parents it's somewhere in the middle right it's not quite full savagery it's like a staged yeah. savagery yeah it's not real savagery space kind yeah. of thing when you leave that's when things go crazy correct yeah things go and crazy. i don't know where you went uh yeah we're not gonna bring that up i know where i went i know where i went too i'm not gonna bring that up though <laughs> well, <laughs> definitely uh, had a had fun at the party though that's for sure hot, to- hot topic there yeah i think we ended up in dupont but so then you know we continued to see each other but you connected in particular with with bobby who uh bobby is still one of my closest friends mm-hmm. whether he like it or not no oh, yeah bobby <laughs> i um it was sad to see him go and oh hell yeah i hope he comes back one day but yeah Maybe one day we'll we'll be together on here, but oh um, yeah, it, it, more than likely we're gonna we're gonna figure that out sooner than later. Yeah. So one one story I'd like to note is, do we want to tell a scooter story? Uh, I think we can mention it. Um, I think we can. I think it's gonna be a good prelude to the the nonsense of the rest of the show. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Well, you know how people in their late twenties, early thirties like to go out. They do like, we now? They like to. Um, network and we had come from a block party Mm -hmm. um put together by a mutual friend who's also a real estate agent which is my profession just doesn't really matter but just to note it all right we are back people i had to check the audio real quick i forgot we were talking about we were talking about the scooter story so let's let's give them an abridged version of it um so block party block party franklin hall franklin hall that's a big beer hall. Um, in D.C., if you can tell. I think LeVar met up with us. Yes, I came out after you guys were already there. Correct. Yes. A uh, little history. Bobby and I alone together uh, trouncing around the city is um, can be very fun, mm-hmm. but can be... Dangerous. It's dangerous, but we like to live dangerously. We are in our. We were in our 20s. That night, uh, I think I was 30. No, that wasn't last year. Well, that night, though, in particular, Actually, it we pushed year, it a little too it far. Last year, I forgot. You it was 2018. I, you know how I, no, it was last year. You know how I know? Actually. It was 2018. Because I love the Scott. Oh, I'll edit that out. Whatever. It's <laughs> a big deal. I love Scott. Whatever. We love Scott. Actually, you know what? It's not a big deal. We can just say that. Scott's our we'll boy. Love Scott. Haven't seen Scott in a long time. But that ha- that was 2018 then, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, And... We went to the block party. We went to Franklin Hall, mm-hmm. but you went somewhere in between. Yeah, I came from Virginia. This is when I lived way out of the way. Right. Yeah. So when you showed up, as far as I was concerned, you were like sober as I, can be. I had a couple on the way, but nothing crazy compared to the scene you, you guys, walked into, yes. which was about ready to leave. Yeah, I was going out. So the thing is, in D.C., people that live in the city can go out. 
at like 10 o'clock because you live down the street. Right. I came from Virginia. I was like pre-gaming at 9 to get there by 10-ish. And so by the time I got there, these guys were like knee deep. We were like two children that Just, drank at PM. And were prepared for anything. Right. And Great you, ideas. Anything happened. Anything Any, goes. Anything goes. Anything certainly happened that night. There was a moment where we decided to leave. Yes. Which I'm sure you didn't want to if you were trying to go out. But nope. we decided we were going to leave. Mm -hmm. And we were only know, going down the street. We were, we were going, going down the street. A couple blocks away. But Bobby and I were in the moment of let's scooter everywhere. These electronic <sighs> scooters had really gotten us. And to this day, I scooter. Um, when you are inebriated, it is a risk. Is it dangerous, Brooke? I'm not saying not to do it. I'm saying do it at your own risk and know your limits. Be be responsible. Be responsible. Be responsible, drunk, if you're going to be drunk. So there were two scooters parked next to Franklin Hall, mm -hmm. and I, I remember it going this way. Sometimes I have ideas. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I can convince Bobby to do these ideas, but it's not like he wouldn't have the idea. No, no, no. You have to acknowledge that that's Bobby. That's his energy. Right, like he will, he will say do, yes. Yeah, he'll say that's that's the that's the beauty of him. He will do anything because right. it's a good idea. But it was a bad idea. But it happens to be bad ideas. Sometimes yes. you have bad ideas. And like I, I rarely do, but I get a deviant moment. In that moment, mm -hmm. I decided we got a scooter. So there's two scooters, three of us. Mm -hmm. And I remember Lavar kind of being like, "Um, there's only two scooters," and me being like, "We'll figure it out. Don't worry." Uh huh. And the, so the, we grab the, the scooters. Just we'll figure it out. <laughs> and me and Bobby are like, we've been scootering for at least a week now. Uh, I think you can trust us, Lavar. We don't need you helmets. Know? We don't need to take use the brakes. We can just go down this hill exactly with this motorized scooter. So we get me and Bobby get on the scooters. I think we were going to try to figure out a way to get you on the back of the scooter. Or uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, sit behind one of you guys. Sure, exactly. And I fumbled around with my scooter. I I was certain it was broken at the time but it was just me and i looked up and bobby had shot down the alleyway and was on the ground he had gone his way down uh down the hill it with, took a little fumble in ludicrous speed and yes. he um on the ground i have photos from this so yes. he i don't know what happened first if the scooter fell beneath his feet or I think he hit a pillar he hit something that he uh ended up falling down like face first into the into the right. asphalt and uh that uh that was like kind of funny that was like you know ha ha he fell whatever when i saw him on the ground i was like not good oh yeah shit. not good not good we i've yeah. killed my friend we may have hurt bobby <laughs> <laughs> no but you were like being the one being like we should just take a lift i so yeah i was like so i was in the the energy was high so you guys were just having a great time and i was like yeah this is fun it's cool i'm with it yeah and i don't think i realized how drunk you guys were until you were like no we're going to scooter there and i'm like my phone is out i can call a lift right and you're you guys, being the, the logical one i'm like guys are you guys that fun? i'm like i will take scooters then we'll figure it out and i think it was like around the time of scooters started showing up right they were new-ish new-ish and me and bobby were into them and they i'm still into them now they're great me too. they're wonderful and the, the we had a we had just enough of a decline where we all thought it was a good idea to just try to go as fast as possible down that decline, 
while not understanding that we're still on a motorized scooter that will accelerate despite the fact that you're going down a decline. Right. And so Bobby was the first down the hill or were you the first? I don't remember. So I was fumbling around trying to get my scooter to... And it wasn't moving or something. And I was looking down and, yeah. and Bobby was had, you know, shot down Just like that a alley. Bullet down the, yeah. yeah. And there's three yellow pillars in the alley mm-hmm. that he would have to swerve around exactly you want to swerve the, the the pillars in the road but sometimes you just can't sometimes you just eat it exactly so by the time i looked up he was on the ground and he is still with us today yes he is <laughs> it was a there was a lot of blood um there was a decent amount of uh blood I just saw, about like, as injured as you uh, can get without going to a hospital i'm gonna ask him if i can post a picture of him on the uh, on my instagram after the show's over i just have the cleaned up picture like after we yeah after we had the house yeah yeah. Running around looking for bandages, which they did not have. No, and go figure. A bunch of guys don't have bandages. Well, I, I taped the napkin to his head, so that's close enough. It. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's that story. And how do we transition to I, the next? What do you have on your Saturday? page over there, Brooke? I told you guys she's organized. I've hit those, those top. Then the next time I saw you was Beer Garden House. Beer Garden House. What happened at Beer Garden House? So at Beer Garden House, um, Bobby brought. Or invited me, or we decided to go, but you guys had communicated on meeting up. Um, and you were with a female. I was. That you were seeing at the time. I was dating somebody at the time. You were dating somebody at that time. Yes. As far as I know, none of the people in that social circle listen to this yet, so I'm going to assume they're still not listening. There were some there. There was one. Oh, oh, that's Yeah, there social. was one. Yeah. Well, no, what I'm saying is her social media. Right. Yeah. She was a lovely girl, she as was, far as I could tell, upon just first meeting. I mean, for for a girlfriend that I was dating that you met, uh, she was great. We actually had a really funny uh, situation with, uh, remember we listened to the Luigi Board video, and we were, do you, do you remember that at all now? No? Yes. Outside the apartment building? It's okay. It's okay. Of course. I remember that. Uh, Don't worry about it. Wait, what apartment building? There was um, by that... Um, that uh what was that bar so you know how like we end up at that remember where i met um beer garden panama no p- the, the panama, panama oh guy? oh right. i know exactly yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah. um uh Van der yes yes i think no no it's something else but right. you, you know what i was talking about yeah yeah anyway, midlands anyway she she had a we just had a great time there it was a great night the whole thing you know yeah yeah one of the highlights of the relationship for sure if you're listening yes yeah, I, I liked that it was fun sure yeah the next time i saw you was this past fourth of july okay. covid fourth of july yes and you were no longer seeing no. this girl i was not so that was where we we just seem to over time mm-hmm. continue and I think through Bobby in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. it's been. But just to be clear, the origin story is me and Jeff. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but I'm so glad that you connected with Bobby. So. <laughs> All right. Jeff, so Jeff, my name Jeff. speaking of, yeah, my name Jeff. Speaking of relationships, and we don't need to fixate on, okay. on, on yours. Okay. I decided... Look, I'm a single woman. Lavar's now a single man. Brooke's about to go in, guys. I am perpetually She's single. About to go in. I am perpetually single. Tell me more. I was a serial dater that now is perpetually single. But I have a couple questions. Yes. And we've bounced around this idea of we have 
um, inter, well, I guess had different experiences in interpersonal relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned the technology side, Dating which apps. I'm not, I don't not saying this because I want to lie. Mm-hmm. I do not use, I used it as a social experiment once during the worst time that I could have for my psyche. And, uh, it was overwhelming. I deleted it. So they're not good for your soul. People dating apps are very bad for you. Don't use them. There are moments where I feel a bit like a Martian and I'm missing something. And that's one of them. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. So some people seem to meet and thrive. And, but I found there was a certain level of expectation mm-hmm. that for me, first impression you're probably not going to like me. In fact, you mm-hmm. may find me just, I've heard it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brooke is when I, so I'm going to give a little bit of my perspective yeah. on this. So I'm glad you said that. So the first time I met you because of who I met you through, I couldn't get a read on you because I assume for whatever reason that everyone that he knows is like him. We're like very eccentric, like out there, but that's why I like Same. him. Right. That's why I like him. So when, whenever I guess when Brooke met me, she probably assumed that I was like him, just like, just, you know, very out there. But honestly, uh, you know, I don't think that, I don't think that that's necessarily like a hinging factor on how we're still friends now. I no. think it's just like a natural progression to be well, like, we've been you were normalized and I was normalized in mm-hmm. my own crazy way. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, uh, I'm going to be clear. I'm like crazy in quotations. <laughs> I am not insane. She's not insane. <laughs> My emotional intelligence is strong. Yes. she. Okay, so I'm going to also give a little bit more perspective here. <laughs> Brooke is one of the most interpersonally and emotionally intelligent people I've met. Um, she's just like, she's kind of on, in her own world, but that own world incorporates everyone around her. Yes. Yeah. And I would drop anything I'm doing if I can help a friend. Yeah. But... In general, overarching theme is my favorite thing in the world is to make people laugh. And if somebody ever told me they didn't think I was funny, I would laugh and say, well, you're fucking stupid. So <laughs> You're an idiot. That's, that's where why you don't I have self-confidence funny. in my humor. <laughs> but in other, wor- in other parts of my world, there is gutter self-worth. And that is where my... That's journeys coming in. That is why this show is about personal growth because we all exactly. have to go from somewhere to go somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Do you want to get into that now a little bit, Brooke? Get into what? The the I don't even know what's on your notepad, but well, it's a segue. What I will say is, um, I'm very familiar and encourage all that you know have the means and may not feel a hundred percent to normalize the world of therapy. And there's many, many uh, categories of therapy you can do. I've been in therapy throughout different periods of my life because I was a child of divorce. Yeah. You know, broken white family. Things happen. Below a certain age, you get put in the therapist's office. I've gone through talk therapy. I've gone through, I've always enjoyed therapy. And then I took a break in college And then I recently tried somatic therapy because I had done the talk therapy. Mm -hmm. Somatic therapy is sort of when you feel something, where do you feel that in your body? Okay. You know, it's connecting the mind-body and Hmm. working through that. Interesting. 
It was a new perspective. Mm -hmm. That was literally the week before COVID lockdown. And doing that type of therapy is not being in the room with the person. It makes it very hard to commit to the work, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Because we're talking physical and emotional connection. So throughout COVID, you know, there's been different waves of things the beginning, the middle, yeah. the now. Yeah. Um, I happen to have gone to visit my mom who lives in Colorado. I am from here, but through her, you know, her experience, there was a period of um, temporary abandonment. And now she's back in my life. Mm-hmm. I went to visit her mm-hmm. and it was a culmination of everything I thought through the last you know, however many months, March through September, Mm -hmm. trying to go take my mind off things and snapping sort of with my mother and our our dynamic. And we decided we needed to do the work to prepare this. So that's when, you know, that's when the work started. And the work also started with, um, I don't want to use excuses to you know, behave as a non-functioning human being society. Okay. I want to find the tools Yes. to repair these things. Yeah. I have abandonment trauma. I can say for the rest of my life as an excuse. Yes. But I'd rather not. Right. So I'm looking for the tools to knowing I'm not angry or resentful at what happened in mm-hmm. my childhood. I've been, I've done that work. But where are the tools? The tools. So I, I'm glad. So I want to say, like, I very much am appreciative that Brooke is bringing this up because, um, as 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 exposing and as honest as it is to talk about things you've been through, I'm just appreciative that we can all just kind of bring up shit like this because, at least on my show or whatever, whatever the the, the venue happens to be, like, acknowledging the things that you are dealing with as a person are. Hugely important. Yes. Whether or not you know what they are, or if you if if you can tell there's something there, like there's a need to to find a way to acknowledge it and do something about it. Yep. And like, I think all of our friends in our group. I know I do. I know Bobby's got his own thing. I know you've got. Everybody's got something, right? Yeah. And just the fact that we can acknowledge it, and we're adults. I, I mean, at this point, it's not high school where like you can't talk about you know personal stuff too much. Like you can right. you can talk about it now. In we, this group of friends, it's, you know, kind of certain things are spoken, some yeah, aren't. Yeah, exactly. For sure. For sure. Depending on the person. Depending on the person. Depending on the person. But no, I just, I just, you know, it's uh, it's necessary, guys. You got to talk about your problems. You got to fix them. You got to, like, bring them up. It's and LeVar the can always share, but I don't think he's ready yet. Uh, oh, I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll get there, A yeah. little bit of time. I, I want to... I want to fill this thing out first. I want to make sure that I have an audience that uh, listens to me first. So this leads into my next topic, which is the last four or five years of interpersonal relationships Mm -hmm. and my being a single woman, speaking with a single man of the same millennial Mm -hmm. mindset. I have some questions. Yes. And maybe you have some answers. Maybe you have some questions. Ah. So... This all being said, I want to talk about ghosting. Okay. I hate the term because it is abandonment. Mm-hmm. Ghosting and, makes it sound cute. It's like caspering. Yeah, it's like yeah. ghosting. Okay, I was abandoned. 
mm-hmm. it's going to trigger me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I Abandonment mean? Abandonment is never a good thing to feel. No, yeah. no, especially when you've experienced it. And that I have a trigger reaction and mm-hmm. then it's like uncontrollable. Yeah, so yeah. that's what I'm working on now is mm-hmm. controlling that because there are tools. There's ways to fix this. Mm-hmm. But my abandonment response and ghosting don't line up so well. Okay. And so my question is, have you ever ghosted a girl? How? So I need to, I need more, a little more context. Have you ghosted somebody on a level that was beyond surface? So not just a hookup, not just someone that you're talking to casually, but someone that you actually have a rapport with? Somebody you meet and you connect and mm-hmm. you organically proceed. Yes. And it feels like it's going a certain way mm-hmm. for a certain amount of time mm-hmm. and the feelings are there already. Like yes. there's no question. It's not like, oh, we're exploring not maybe, this. But like this is what we're gonna do. Yeah, like two, yeah. three months mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. diving into toxic codependency yeah, almost weird. type yeah. thing. Yeah. Have you ever done something like that? Um, honestly, if I think back, so here's here's what's kind of like from my perspective, I'll give my perspective, then I'll explain why it's probably funny that I'm saying this. Is from my perspective, I have not done that, okay. and the the reason why I say that is all the girlfriends I've had in the past, like there have been, you know, we've had a thing and then it ended. There was never Correct. like there's never a thing where you define the relationship and then you end it. The then you end it at some at some point. We're just like we're just done talking, right? And that's it. Um, but at the same time, I am a guy, so I may have ghosted a girl and not known I ghosted a girl. Well, and... you may have ghosted a girl that you knew for an instant, really. Mm-hmm. That's, well, that that's happens. a different type of ghosting. Happens. Yeah, yeah. And that type of ghosting, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. If you are a woman and you're experiencing this for the first time, just wait. That's not ghosting. Mm. One date ghosting is just the date didn't go well. Well, that's a date. Like if we're talking like. I think more than anything, we're talking something like the the one qualifier you put out was that when you go to ghost, before you ghosted, you had established like this is a thing. Correct. It's not just like we might be just hanging out. Correct. This is a thing. Yep. That's a different level. Like I have a toothbrush in your apartment and we leave each other notes in the morning on a notepad, like Mm, very much mm -hmm. was miss. And like, I am not, I'm not naive. I don't my insecurity i'm working on it but like for me i was not delusional this was being and it was his i gave him the lead and he was going in a certain direction Mm -hmm. and i'm not being like over reading into this i know because i'm under reading into things usually and it was a terrible terrible experience when he did ghost me because at the end of the day, he owed me nothing. Truly, that's that's the because he was yeah, new. That's the unspoken rule. I had met him through totally separate entities, mm-hmm. and it felt like we were very open and direct and communicative with each other. Yeah, but there were some things that he wasn't saying that ultimately made him shut down. I believe. Um, Sounds pretty, you know. And then when I I yeah, like I've done it before. took the like, time of you know a week in my bed, yeah, just like block my number because I'm gonna process at you everything if mm-hmm. you if you don't respond to the point where I was prepared to never hear from him again. And sure, it was like painful, but I was moving. I had moved on, and then I heard from him an apology. 
Okay. The apology was very good. For the ghosting or for... The ghosting. Okay. An apology that was, you know, there were bigger things. There were, I was saying things, but I wasn't saying certain things. Mm -hmm. And I empathize greatly with him because they were serious matters. And, you know, I, in that moment, realized that it still sucked. Like, I would have liked to hear something, but that, you know, if you are an avoidant attach attachment style person mm-hmm. and that's the way you need to go, that's the way you need to go if it's this serious. So that's that's a thing. There's a lot of unrecognized um, baggage that guys carry. Right. <laughs> I can well, say well, like this one was, mm, you what, know, like what? Family member, okay, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was bigger than that. It was yeah. bigger, and he was clearly not prepared to emotionally deal with it. Right, and sort of shut down. Yeah, it's heavier than that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say like I didn't know that was you didn't really you didn't tell me before we started talking about that. Right. Yeah, I thought you were going in the direction of like he was, you know, didn't know how to talk about how he felt and all that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've dealt with that. He talked about how he felt. Okay. That was what was so interesting. That's why it was so weird why it he goes me. See, that's, see, that's, yeah. No, I'm, yeah. It was like. That's a unique situation, bro. Yeah, very unique. That's very unique. And I still feel that this person is a dynamic, one of a kind, mm-hmm. individual. I, I still to this day respect him. Mm-hmm. And I did hear from him. In early COVID, mm-hmm. and um, okay, and he, but at that point, you know, I can't trust that mm-hmm. the person's prepared to yeah. do anything further. But I did see him a couple times, and I believe he's now moved on and up, and got a new job, and doing better, and in another city. So that's I, I it's great, but. It was a ghosting that I experienced that when I mentioned ghosting, people minimize because I think the ghosting that is happening for the most part is not this type of ghosting. Yeah, that's a different level. Right. That's a very unique situation. Like, that's a kind of, I feel like everybody that's listening is like, yeah, he gets a pass on that. Like, that's, oh, you know, for sure. That's definitely like one where you don't get mad at the guy for it, for, you know, leading a girl on or whatever. No. That, I empathize, yeah. but. It's like deal. It still hurts though. You know, dealing with things is very important. Yeah, I mean, I think that the tough thing there is that when you were going through it, you didn't know why. Right. And because of that, it I had felt a sense, the same. But See yeah. that—that's the thing. So you would ask me about being single and what it's like being single, uh, and whether or not I've ghosted somebody. What's crazy about dating apps is. You never get that far into a relationship, but you still don't know what's on the other side of the app when the person that's over there. Until you go on a date. Not even then, like at all. Like you don't really know who a person is until you spend like some time with them. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And they create this like persona of like who it's they want you to be. Yeah. Well, they well, or they want to be to you. Be perceived by as right. right. And that's that's the thing about dating apps that makes it really screwed up is although when you when you first start them out. You don't understand or you don't like see that 
you're not necessarily interacting with the true version of that person no. on the other side of the app. You're interacting with like just the veneer, just the f- the pure and an even more it. polished veneer than your Instagram. So much more. It's unreal. Yeah. And then as you like for me, my last two girlfriends, we both kind of went through that veneer and got to the point where we got to know them as people. Right. And like I got to know them as people and like we just it just worked. Right. But the the reason why I say like don't use dating apps is Although you use them for the purpose of meeting people, you're not really meeting somebody until you're like deep in that situation. Oh, for sure. And you never really know how far any situation is going to go. I've dated girls where like, I'm like, this is, I can do this. And then like, it just doesn't go there. Right. Because neither, like we just, it just doesn't work out or the timing's wrong or the person doesn't want this, whatever. Timing is critical. Timing is huge. Timing is the most critical factor. Whereas I've never done dating apps. I, I don't intend to. Because I don't feel the need to seek a this monogamy marriage. The traditional, the traditional thing. Yeah. I'm not against it. By I mean, of course not. Mm-hmm. If I met somebody and they were the right companion, right partner, mm-hmm. for sure, it would but work out. I'm not yeah. seeking it. I'm just hanging out with my friends, mm-hmm. and so I. I inevitably seem to put myself in situations that are also not productive, right? Right. So just by by you know because nature. you're not seeking it, it just this is a situation I like, and, and then, then it becomes incestuous. Like yeah. the whole thing is weird. It's layered, and people exactly. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> my friends are my focus, and you know I have been set up, and again with my first impression, mm-hmm. that conversation of like, what do you do and. What do you like to do in your spare time is not it's it takes two or three times for me uh-huh. to feel like the person can actually care. Get me. Yeah. Because I'm cracking jokes. Uh-huh. I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. The, the, it's not perceived right. Yeah. It's dark. It's cold. Brooke, Brooke has layers. <laughs> She's got layers. Like I, I never. So the thing about Brooke is like she'll have like conversations with you. But you may not know how like deep in the conversation she is until she brings it up the next time you see. Like for me, like I told I told you this yesterday, like like when we were like yeah, I was offended. I was like, we've never really had a conversation before. Is it true? I don't know. I can't. I feel like we've talked before, but we haven't like gelled over personal shit before. We We, did most recently, more recently, more recently than like yeah at at mission that. The mission time around mission ish times because yeah. more recent, mission. more, more post COVID yeah, mission that time, yeah, yes. yes, we did. Okay, good point. And in Panama, I'm sure we did, but we don't remember anything from exactly. Panama. <laughs> exactly. Panama. And then, like, when you guys uh, went to the Indy 500, I was butthurt because I was trying to get everyone to come to my beach house, yeah. And that's when, when I was mentioning that we were going to bounce from Indy. I that heard was, that recently, and we, I was like, "Oh my god!" It was it was, it was Plog's idea. <laughs> I'm so honored. And it was raining, and we were like, "You know what? We're gonna see if we can uh, make this situation happen." Part Bobby of me, guys, was like, "Hard no." I'm, uh, I'm gonna turn down Brooke's mic for a second so she can. Oh, you're good. You good? Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Never, never mind. Uh, so no, the. Uh, the it was it was one of our buddies' ideas to go out, and it was raining the day before the Indy Five Hundred, and the forecast was like it might rain, it might not rain. We don't know right. what's going to happen, and I was all on board with getting out of the area 
and going out to Dewey, but it would have been a four and a half hour drive. Right. And Bobby was like, if you guys go, you are no longer talking to me. He didn't say it in those exact terms, but it was close enough where I could tell he was very much not okay with it. And we stayed. Yeah. Um, But I felt really validated when I heard recently from Bobby that that was even on the table. I was like, wow. Yeah. Because like, I wanted you guys to come, but it's okay that you guys didn't. Yeah. It wouldn't have been logical. It wouldn't have made any sense. None. We would have wasted more time than we would have spent actually at the beach. It just sounded like maybe one or two parties at the Indy 500 wasn't as thrilled because the weather and... the Well, I mean, it wasn't even like parties. It was just a continuous slog through, you know, Indiana. or It's like Indianapolis, I guess, yeah. right? And then to the actual location. It was... It never really ended. It was just a continuation of just being awake and adventuring. And driving. And driving and adventuring out there. Right. And uh, I'm glad it paid off. Because I don't, yeah. I, I can't guarantee that. You have that. to say that you went there. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like a once in a lifetime chance. Yeah. You know, especially, you know, now knowing that COVID happened, who knows how long exactly. it's going to take for it to get back. We can always go to Dewey. We can't always go to the 500. Yeah. I mean, I went to Dewey. I'm in the end so of July, <laughs> in the end of July, and uh, uh, social distancing there is social distancing. What loose. it's it's a theoretical concept out there, right? It's like not, the bars are still open. Yeah, let's just say that we but, are distancing socially from our problems, but like distancing at the same Dewey type of like uh-huh. level, which is fun if you adapt. Look. I'm all about adapting. Mm-hmm. If you tell me we're going to go do this trash, like garbage, like tacky thing yeah, in advance, I can adapt to that. We can get ready for it. I can adapt. Yeah. If, if it, I know what I'm in for. If it's like a black tie affair, uh, I, I'll try. Get, I'm get try. it going. You can get it going. I can try. Yeah. I can try. <laughs> you make the most of it. So anyways, we got through ghosting, mm-hmm. sort of. It's still not an answer. I mean, your 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 situation was not what I was expecting, so I can't sure. I can't really coach you through it. No, no, I don't need coaching. I you think know. it's more like people ghosting should be wary of. Should someone have abandonment in their life, mm-hmm. an abandonment trigger reaction, yes, is probably more stressful on the person ghosting. So just like tell them to fuck off. Because it's I think easier. someone with an abandonment complex would mm-hmm. rather hear fuck off mm-hmm. than nothing. Yeah. They'd like to hear, look, it's just not going to work out. And that's the moral of the story. Yeah. If you're going to not talk to someone, just tell them I don't want to talk to you anymore. Right. Or block their number. Or do that. Yeah. Yes. Which is pretty much ghosting. Anyways. I need to remember this, guys. I shouldn't. Uh... <laughs> I just think open, direct communication for me is key and i think there's a lot of women who are under misunderstandings of of what men think is the right path Mm -hmm. to relationships to relationships and they're doing it the opposite to relationships women seeking relationships okay I'm it, okay. I'm sorry. I don't want to be like so black and white. Well, just cisgendered, explain, explain cisgendered male and female, single in a millennial world, 
seeking relationships, which a lot of people are. Yeah. That they, you know, women are under this. There's some sort of rule book that I don't own the copy to. There's a rule book of for what both you sides. need to do. It's on both sides. And by the way, it's wrong. The rule book is there to provide guidance on things that don't quite necessarily have easy answers. And they don't work. They work sometimes. Sometimes. Not all the time. But for example, you go on a date and you're you're vibing with this person. Feeling, yeah. There are women that will withhold what they want to do. Okay. Sexually. Okay. I've asked. Well, I have a lot of a male, lot of girls. I have a lot of male friends. Well, they talk to each other about this, right? So I've had a lot of male friendships, close male friendships. I mm-hmm. would say, um, right now I have like no friends. So, but you know, mm-hmm. that's how we met. Mm-hmm. So I've asked a couple of my male friends if this is a factor. Ultimately, these women are also saying I don't want to play the game. Mm-hmm. But withholding sex, mm-hmm. when you want to do it, is playing the game. It's playing the game. And the playing the game to trap the man. Yep. And that's exactly what the game is. That's the game. So. I'm glad you appreciate that. I want to knock us out of the park. Yes. Do you find that there is any benefit, whether it's intended or not, mm-hmm. when a woman, let's just say, it's going that way. Uh-huh. The hormones are there. And you just decide to do it. And you do it. And you do it. What impact does that have if the sex sucks? See, that's a very specific book. You just like threw a curveball on me. <laughs> if the sex sucks. So look. Because like why wait if it's going to suck? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's from my experience, right? If the if the chemistry is good, the sex is at least decent. It's not going to be bad because the chemistry is going to make the sex fun because you're having fun doing it. Right. It's when you I'm decide. Picking up from you that you're not having any issues down there. Um, no, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> there are men that do. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean the thing is, like, by the time either party is ready to to like jump in and you know do the the the, the boogaloo, you know, it's like it's something where you both are just prepared for whatever is going to happen, and I feel like the only time that after you've hooked up that it's not like something you want to pursue is when the chemistry wasn't there to begin with. If right. There well, was some chemistry. But what if there's banter and the banter is misperceived as chemistry? As chemistry. Um, interesting. So that's a tough one. And that's why I'm developing a dating app. What is your date? You might, I mean. It's called Hinder. Hinder. <laughs> it is what when people like let's say you and I match okay. and it was like we get along, we vibe, but mm-hmm. I think you'd be best for my friend so and so. Someone else. And then you go on a date, you refer them out to the next person. Mm-hmm. It's like a matchmaking dating app. That's the only dating app for me that makes sense. So here's the thing. The the genius behind that is that it would require you plus one at least other person to make it work. Every you have to have at least two downloads as opposed to one download, right? Because if you're going to match someone that you've met to your other right. friend, it's you plus one. You so have it, to deny them and then assign them. Yes. 
and like the way you could game so here's here's the software developer me thinking like you could gamify it where if you deny the person you get points for it right you can get like some kind of like credits for doing it. you can either take the swipe yourself or send it to your friend and if your Got friends accept it. then you get a point for it see i think you have to go on the date see that's way too complicated though Think about that. Like, yeah, I'm an old school matchmaker, so how, it's just not going to work on the apps. Obviously, guys, Brooke does not use dating apps. You just so my my thing. Here's I my, set up friends though. You did, you did. Well, do do you though? Who who have you set up with? Who have you set All up? All right, I'm proud to say. I think I know one. I set up a, uh, a, friend. a friend of our a mutual friend of ours friend. No, one of my friends and okay. past clients. Okay, and my one of my best friends in the world okay. who I met through one of my other friends. We're all realtors. Okay. I set them up. I, I didn't set them up. I planted a seed. I introduced them. Uh-huh. I thought maybe they get along. Uh-huh. She's due with his baby in February. <laughs> you mentioned that too. You wrote that up earlier. And they're wonderful. And I'm so happy for them. Brooke is a matchmaker. I'm a matchmaker, but I like to just plant a seed. Mm-hmm an idea yeah and let them take it because i don't want to be accountable for it going wrong you're just making an app for yourself this is something you're good at i'm just an old school matchmaker i'm just gonna have to forget the app yeah don't even try it don't even yeah, do it you have to take it. your friend's phone when they're on the dating apps and start swiping for them or just like introduce them to my friend or that yeah yeah just get the get the ball rolling like i have a girl for you right now who, who have, I, have i met this girl before no okay but I'm writing it down because I okay. didn't even think about it. Okay. If you're listening, uh, Miss, uh, I can't wait to meet you. She's wonderful. I'm sure she is. Anyways, so I don't know where we're going from here. I don't know because your page is blank. Yes, that's there true. There is nothing on that book right now. You know, this was like a practice. But what else do we want to talk about? So, I mean, look, you, you did this with a purpose, but I feel like we're now going to go into just that part of the show where we get to talk about whatever we want to talk about. Right. Mind you, we're recording this during the election. Yes. It is happening right now and neither well, one of Well, the elections happen. Idea. Well, the elections happen, but the, the Which is interesting. The counting of the votes is happening right now. Do you want to know why it's interesting? Why? When we went to Panama, there was what I consider the last great moment before it all goes to shit. Which is Panama. Which is Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wait. That day wait. was one of the funniest days of my life. Watching him on that, I guess, press conference or whatever he did where he drank all the water and SNL mocked it. And then we left for Panama. Okay. And we were all making jokes about it in Panama, mm-hmm. not knowing what was going on with the news and that he was being, like, pardoned pretty yeah. much. Yeah, you know? that's right. Oh, oh that's right. Oh, and yeah. That day will never be matched, um, is what I keep thinking. And I don't think the election is going to match it either. So, no. Well, the election is not quite as personable as that. We don't see either. We'll see one of, you know, the president elect come out on stage and wave and, you know, forget who they are for a little bit. Probably then, not tonight. Yeah. Like, it'll be it'll probably what, tomorrow, Thursday. I hope it's sooner rather than later, but. There's a lot of complications. That's true because they're going to be keep counting. That's right. I keep forgetting about that. It's going to take weeks. Yeah, it yeah. might take a couple of weeks. It's going to take a long time. 
but we'll get like some early results as to where it's headed. Yeah. We'll Knowing America will go the opposite way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> America is going to somehow find a way to screw it up. Yeah. They're like, it's definitely going to be X. And then it's the other person. Yeah. After, after Kanye. weeks of this, of this nonsense, it's Kanye West. Kanye West Everybody wrote in Kanye. So he wins. <laughs> He's president. Electoral college as well. Yes. They all wrote in Kanye. I mean, Jesus, living, please. What do you think of living in DC during this time? This is, uh, I feel like it's not the worst because of that beauty of having three states or two states in DC, like all within proximity. And the governing body. Yes. And you have different rules for every place you travel to. You can find whatever part of the area you really want to be, be in for that moment. So if you want to be in DC and be safe and like quarantine, you can do it. I find that being as close as possible to our government is people are on their best behavior. We have bigger fish to fry. The middle of the country does not is a care. scary ass place. They have no I don't rules. even want to know. Could you imagine the being riots. out where like, well, the riots are not, are you talking quarantine or are you talking civil No, I'm unrest? talking about like the future. The Oh yeah, like the post-election like, Donald Trump might not win Biden situation. Win. Yeah, just to make sure that we don't burn the country down. Should Trump win? There's going to be some rep, some, some angry people. Someone's gonna be very upset. DC will be very, very tame. Regardless, we'll be able to figure it out. Yeah, there might be some protests going on tonight. You know, just yeah, a I little bit. Are. Yeah, just a couple. You know, there might be some people just out and upset, regardless of what goes on. Yes, but we're not gonna have to deal with like militias and like no. groups of people angrily because we're being watched. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Where I am, where I'm located in D.C. is in maybe the most watched area of the city, probably. And so anywhere outside this, like the further into the city you go, it gets more like federal, more buildings are out there. But you can't really get away with a lot in D.C. You can't. No. Go. You're uh, on your best behavior. Yeah. You have to like. You're the example. Yeah. Well, not just the example. I mean, you also work in some tangential way with the government on something. So you have to make sure For that sure. you don't, like, it doesn't follow you because it will follow you here. Oh, yeah. You know, like, whatever's on your record will stay with you and people will recognize it. And, like, the housing market here has historically been unaffected by that's uh, crises in the economic system. Mm-hmm. And that is a phenomenon local to D.C. Mm-hmm. happens to be the field I work in. Yes, it is. And so I find living in D.C., you know, I've had, like, very educated people be like, how is it living in Trump's D.C.? I'm like, you mean Trump's America? Uh-huh, yeah. D.C.'s its DC own thing. D.C.'s its own thing, yeah. D.C. Yeah. ain't gonna change. Regardless, no. Yeah. It is it my is favorite place in is. the world. Is it really? I mean... Is it really? Yeah, I'm a... You're dis- from here. I'm a... You're, dis- from, you're from here like I'm from here. Like, it's really? a magnet, though. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's the difference. Okay. I just find it to be... I'm a very aesthetic person. Okay. Gorgeous... Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yes. Not too big. Not too loud. Not too tall. Not too tall. Yeah. No light pollution. No. Clean. A little bit. Usually. Just a little bit. Not a lot. I still see that history here mm-hmm. that is important to what happened with the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. I live amongst it and I learn yeah, about yeah, it yeah. as a privileged white person. Mm-hmm. It's important to educate yourself. And being separated from it makes it so much different. It's just a thing. 
you want to be aware as to the history of the country, you know? Yeah. You want to know. But Just, I, yeah, know. I see the culture and I see it's mm-hmm. systemic. You can I tell. I see yeah. all of these Aryan white men Super white. who are yeah. being like, it wasn't me that did that. It's called humility mm-hmm. and it's called recognizing that it's not your fault, mm-hmm. but systemically here's where we're at. Yeah. And how are we going to fix it? How are we going to do something about it? Well, not, you can't really fix a problem like that. You just have to work on it. You have to just... Start somewhere. Look, I don't want my parents to die. I love them very much. Okay. That generation's got to go. <laughs> because they are ruling... What in the world? They are making decisions on behalf of our generation that we don't care about. When you say your parents' generation, I guess we're in Baby our 30s. Boomers. And my folks are in their 60s, so 60s, 70s-ish. So Trump, you know, Trump. Yeah, I guess guess you're right. That's that generation, isn't it? Big separation. I didn't realize how big that gap was. Yeah. Yeah, you've got a point. Roe versus Wade. We're almost getting to the- Roe versus Wade. We are like middle-aged human beings. And how many of us care about Roe versus Wade? Uh, Well- asking people that listen to the show probably all of them but if you're asking about no i mean like care about getting rid of it oh uh none hopefully yeah you'd hope if you are turn this shit off but there are some people that are like pro amy Comey barrett and think that that's a good idea Her pro being, what and the the uh, supreme court justice that that yeah wants to yeah yeah well here's a little story and it, it collapses on itself, okay. the argument. Okay. The issue is still the Bible, okay? Okay. We aren't living under, we aren't Rome. We aren't in Rome. So. That's that's correct. If you take a look at um, a situation that happened in the 2007 era, era mm-hmm. where abortion clinics were not accessible to a certain part of the South that are big states mm-hmm. and they weren't allowing them to have a Planned Parenthood like we have the privilege of here. No one wants to get an abortion, okay? Let me just be clear. I'm going to just say it. But if you're in a situation where that's your decision and we have the right to make it and you can't access an abortion clinic, mm-hmm. you will. these women will find a way and they will find yeah. a person who was doing third trimester abortions mm-hmm. when the when the police went into this place and he was doing it for years that's so dark there were Holy crap. babies in a freezer with their spinal cords snipped oh my god so what does do that to, do i have to do? censor this <laughs> what does that that's do so dark getting rid of access to abortion women will find a way yeah well no I'll, and it I'm might gonna, kill them yeah i'm going to leave this in because this is kind of the thought behind why voting and making sure that the the policies that we have in place is people um you know the outcome of what we decide are uh laws that we abide by have outcomes right and that's one where most men don't really understand the depth of what it is to deal with a pregnancy whether it be the first third trimester third trimester whatever whenever you decide to go through with it a lot of men are really disconnected from it so you know, when you have men voting on rules to decide things like that, it's weird because we don't really we don't really have to deal with it. It's just like that's right. just for y'all to deal with, right? Well, and the reality is, there's a very uh, 
Planned Parenthood Mm -hmm. is a company that does it by the book. You are supposed to have an abortion within a certain amount of time. Right. They have found it. We have found that if women don't have access to that, Mm -hmm. they will find a way and aren't going to necessarily do it the right way. Yeah. And that puts their lives at risk. Mm -hmm. And these babies Mm -hmm. who the people that want to stop abortion are saying that, you know, before the second trimester, this is a human being. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a human being when its spinal cord is snipped and in a freezer, mm-hmm. meaning they delivered it alive because women w- wanted access to abortion. They will find a way to do it. Right. But it's in the best interest of women and children to have access to it. Why not just let people choose for themselves? Right. What is that issue? Why, I don't know. Why is that a problem? That's the thing. And, and, you know, we the irony of this podcast is that it's a black guy and uh, I guess, can I say you're... I'm white. Yeah. Caucasian? Caucasian. Caucasian. I've been called scrappy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the fuck that means. Me either. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody said it. (laughs) I'm on with it. We, you know, we, we know a thing or two, I guess, about what it is to feel like the decisions we make aren't ours to make or at least like you know obviously like i'm a privileged black guy i'm not gonna say like i'm sitting here like oh correct life sucks for me like i'm doing all right yo so but like what i'm saying is you know hey hey how's it going out there um no so no what i'm saying is we at least are educated on what it's like to have either our parents or their parents or their parents go through situations where they weren't able to choose for themselves. Correct. And Brooke is educating the audience, and I'm going to leave all that in because y'all need to hear it, about how important it is to allow people to make choices for themselves so that they're not forced to make choices that they don't want to have to make. Right. Because that's... Moral police is not working in this case. It doesn't work because not everyone follows by the same rules. We all have different... We all have different barometers by which we judge our lives. And the best thing you can do is let people make... Let... People make choices by uh, options and tools that are there that were made by people that are way more intelligent than yourself. And know that, you know, you may not agree with it, mm -hmm. but if your purpose is morality, killing women and killing babies because you don't have access to abortion is the opposite of your purpose. Well, here's my thought, right? Think about it like this. If you're against letting women have abortions when they want to have them, what are you doing to help women that need abortions? How, how are you assisting those women? What, what, are you, what is in place? Like, you, you say that they shouldn't do it. Okay. So then what becomes the circumstance by which you say, well, it's okay for this person to, like, do you, do you just expect everyone that gets pregnant to just have the baby? Honestly, that's the question. That's such a strict. So that's the thing. It. You can't draw the line. What if you're raped? Right. And you get pregnant. And you get pregnant. I think mm-hmm. most people, even people that want to get rid of, uh, you know, access to abortion, yeah. would say that person should have the right, but it's too, co- you can't, but you, you got to draw a hard line. You know, the thing that's weird is people will, will hear that and then they'll think like, no, like they shouldn't even, like a pregnancy is, is sacred. Or like a, a baby is sacred. Nothing should sure. ever, you know, like, okay. But, but then again, they like may not care for that baby. Right. Like, and then that baby comes out and that baby's uneducated. That baby was poor. He was raised in a, a, a screwed up family. It's a foster child. And then the reality is that you have this human being that's going to have this very tough life. Right. Right. 
and again now it's no longer a baby it's now a human being right are you are you looking after those people probably not are you like supporting foster children probably not are you looking for ways to get people away to like make a, a living for themselves if they were maybe not the most educated or like had all the opportunity probably not the people that want to po- pass policy to remove access to abortion certainly are not are not dealing with the outcome of it correct that's and that's the thing right right and the foster program in this country is in need of massive help oh yeah well yeah and i aid. mean oliver twist is a movie that came out years ago orphan and we're still we're still dealing with that shit and it's worse now because they move around. Mm-hmm. They well, like, collect like, checks. Hum- well, human trafficking is huge with right. like like foster kids or kids that don't have parents, just because, because they get paid. Yeah, it's yo, know, it's it's bigger than just the morality of it. Right. You have to look at the reality of it. You can't assume that just because you're in a, that you believe in your faith or you believe in your beliefs yes. strong enough that that is what's going to govern the person that's that's you know next right. to you or in, like around you. Like if you want. If you want to stick to the biblical misunderstanding, in my opinion, no, this is her uh, misunderstanding, in my <laughs> opinion, of words. I I'm not anti-Bible. I think it is a book of, uh, it's a so it was a social glue, and that it was sort of like folklore mm-hmm. for you know their stories to teach you lessons. Mm-hmm. That you don't have to be taken so seriously. Not to the exact word of where we're creating policy surrounding that yes yeah so for example you know if you are religious and that is your you know belief is that abortion is not okay Mm -hmm. then don't have an abortion you govern your life by your rules and trying to govern others what's wrong with that by your rules right is why is it so hard to understand acting as if you're jesus christ mm-hmm. as if you're the one to make the rules right that's, and we all yeah. need to make the rule yes well that's why people have families so they can set the rules for their life sure and you just close your bubble in but then you know i honestly think the this this is going to go and we're going to some deep shit so here, here's where i think that where it gets weird is when you have these like and i'm not saying it's just like it's just Christians. It's not just yeah. Christians. It's every group of people that just live Hasidic, by dogma. It's all by it's all dogma. It's like I'm a Jewish person. Yeah, yeah. Like I was, I had a lot of Jewish friends. My dad was raised Jewish. It's cool. It's like not a big right. deal. I had my dad has a yarmulke. I told you that. Like, but they're Orthodox Jews that yeah. do corrupt things too. Mm-hmm. Just like every religion. Every religion, because what it is is instead of living by social rule and the social rule of the context in which you find yourself. Just looking at it objectively, you want to rule it by some by some like order that doesn't uh, attain to the current situation you're in. Correct. So you're taking something from thousands of years ago and trying to appropriate it to today's world. We literally have technology that's more capable than we are. Right. There's more information on my phone than is in my head, and I'm trying to assume that I like I can tell what the right choice is going to be for someone else and what they want to do Correct. in their lives. Look, not, we are running. It, science has shown. Our hardware, meaning physical body. Human beings, yes. Hasn't changed much since the first human being. Right. The software of the brain. Has adapted somewhat. Has changed enough. Has adapted on a speed level. It's Mm -hmm. like 
we have instant access to information. We mm-hmm. connect. We connect to people all over the world, how they're feeling, what's well, going on. Mm-hmm. And we're running the same hardware, though. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of mi- glitching. Well, you say hardware. I think more the operating system has been upgraded, but a lot of the same programs are still are like are kind of the, run the same purpose. Operating system for me is human body, like human evolution. Hmm. Well, no, the, the body would be the actual computer, the actual physical Correct. computer. So that's not changed much at all. The physical computer hasn't changed. The operating system is like Windows or, or like Mac OS. Okay. That's been updated a couple times depending on what, like Joe, like Joe Rogan talks about this and I'm like kind of taking it from him, but like the operating system is the way you perceive the way you interact with things. Sure. So think Windows 95 to Windows Vista to like whatever Windows we have now. And then we have software. Yeah, the software, the software hasn't changed a lot. You need some of the same programs because we all do the same things, but if you're running an older version of the heart of the of the operating system, you're not going to know all the new features and all the cool new stuff you can do with the computer. You right. probably can't even run it. Like But to me, yeah. we've come so far in technology, mm-hmm. connection, generations mm-hmm. you know we, yeah not millennial only but the one above with yeah x gen is that x? z no that's below okay so gen z is below then millennial then gen x yeah we all are connected on a in a way that i believe creates a giant gap to the next generation okay the parents generation mm-hmm. who there's nothing wrong with it, but it's just over time. We are the first privileged we, yeah. Revolu- yeah. Uh, generation. Generation, yeah. Well, we're the first generation to um, kind of own. It's we- you know it's weird. The- our generation is the first to have broadcast widely our growth, Bef- our emotions. Our- we were validated first. Before us, our parents weren't really validated as no. kids. They were just kids, and then they became adults, and then as we, being an adult was more important, or at least had more value in their society than being a child. Whereas the further forward we go, the younger that validation skews. Yeah. So now kids, kids are, are like special. kids are special as hell nowadays. Like if, we were for, pretty special. For good reason. There were kids that were more special than us, though. For sure. And we weren't. Bleh. Nowadays, every kid's special. Yeah. Every child is so unique special. nowadays. They are like learning every language. Mm-hmm. They they are the and the reality is they are the future. Yeah. And if you care about humanity, and you don't and you know you're gonna die because we come here. We're we're born we're here for a little bit. We're do our thing and then we, we die. Yeah. We leave. And so leaving this place, knowing that, having faith and not thinking. Uh, that generation is never going to be able to have a conversation because they've been on their phones all the time mm-hmm. is a negative way of thinking. Yeah. And it shouldn't matter because you're going to be gone anyway. Yeah, You're not going to be here for those I conversations anyway. I have faith that they have dropped these primitive ideas of everything becomes a spectrum mm-hmm. and has become a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Sexuality is much more diverse than Way we gave it more. credit for. So much more. I have not caught up. I apologize, y'all. But I, I'm, I'm trying. I mean, <laughs> you know, keeping up to is catch tough. Up, man. But There's like so pansexual, yeah. fluidity, mm-hmm. it is clear that those aren't issues that, that Gen Z is going to be fixated on policy-wise. Right. However, we are being run by people 
who much are fixated a bit. Yeah, so. much older than us. Yeah. So hopefully it doesn't destroy the connection. Mm-hmm. But if one of them is to be elected, I'm a concern that it might. Well, here's the thing. I think what's happening is, um, if I'm honest, I'm not really concerned that Donald Trump's going to get elected. I'm more concerned about the civil unrest that underlies the election. Um, I think what we're watching, especially with this, this year has been the one year to force change on us more than any generation. Just like the 20s that happened in the 1900s, like the 1920s, whatever. Um, I think it's unique even. It's it's like nothing. Well, we've never seen anything quite like it. Correct. And it's the beginning of this shift away from these old school conservative points of view. Yep. Either it be on a social level or it be on like a broader political level. Younger people are starting to understand that the rules that have governed our lives to this point are just rules that someone else made. Correct. You can make your own rules. That's the thing that adults try not to tell their kids because if they knew that then they wouldn't have control over them. Right. And the older generations have always been in that position. One thing that I talked to a guy about, think about this for a second, right? Joe Biden is 70, almost 80 years old. He's like 76 years old. Sure. He was our age in the 70s. Yeah. Think about that. my dad. In the 70s. Think about like Hendrix hasn't come out yet. Michael Jackson hasn't been a thing yet. Correct. Freaking uh, how much like what? Janis Joplin wasn't a thing. She was 70s, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, she was 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of the things that we look back on and say like that was amazing or at least were like cultural icons that shifted people's like ability to appreciate people or, or like just anything was just uh, like music, art, anything, right? Just your perspective was shifted when you heard these people. Correct. They hadn't been discovered yet. And he was our age at that point. So think like who who in our lives now would be that person for the generations below us that we just haven't even, we haven't gotten to what we appreciate yet. We haven't seen yet. Well, there's the TikTok. uh, All the social media apps, all that, you know? People want to hate on it, but look, people see things that feel, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. Right. But then then you use them and the first thing you recognize is that although you are on those apps and you may be using TikTok, you may be doing this and the other, they don't bring you closer to the person. No. They bring you closer to just the attention you get. The from mutual understanding, though, that we are not all hunky-dory. Well, that is not necessarily... That's unique to COVID, right? That's a COVID thing. I Like, on Instagram, like, every other post is, like, about, like, dealing with, like, stress. Before, I mean, memes, for example. Okay. When you see a meme that's, like, dark, it's, like funny and dark okay. and you connect with it it makes you feel like okay my my darkness or my whatever it is whatever personal I'm not, thing i'm me. dealing with yeah yeah, yeah. there's millions of people like you that this. feel the exact same thing exactly. see that's what's unique though that's a good point because i never thought of it like that where memes are a, a common language a common language of like social experience right. that everyone can share and the popularity kind of dictates how common the experience is. Right. That's the uniqueness of it. And they're sort of like, they're usually funny or dark funny mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But they're bringing up topics where I'm like, I never thought I'd hear yeah. the term rat king, uh-huh. you know, used so many times. <laughs> and it's something for me uh-huh. that's been like a weird phobia uh-huh. from a puppet theater of Nutcracker that I witnessed as a child. 
and I'm traumatized by. Okay. But it is like popping up in these memes, these random, like funny little things. Like uh-huh. we are interconnected, all Way of us. Way more than we think we are. I mean, I believe we are all part of the same. Yeah. Well, share the same consciousness and just in different versions. Of it, it. Fragmented, yeah. right? So yeah. synchronicity is an amazing thing. And I found COVID has made synchronicity very apparent very apparent you in can my feel, life in your life you feel that yeah because i'm not interacting so much with people that like when things are synchronous mm-hmm. i'm like wow okay it hits harder you okay. know what i mean the energy of the streets uh-huh. the energy of the interactions are just not normal yeah they're yeah. Uh, it's a little different everyone's on different. the same wavelength in a way and like yeah. it's sort of chaos mode but then something will come up and it's like how does that random well, how does an iron board keep coming up over and over and over again? Mm-hmm. And I think it's a message of like, don't yeah. forget, don't forget what you are. Don't forget that <laughs> there's an iron board in my closet. There's something maybe <laughs> it's right next to me. Not above. There isn't a an entity that makes decisions for us that mm-hmm. we are the entity. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like a you know the shit. We're gonna go on some some psychedelic stuff. So like I used to I used to listen to a lot of psychedelic uh, videos and way when I was you know younger. Like psychedelic or like y- like Terrence McKenna, you know. Yeah, like like Alan Watts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I love Alan Watts. And like a lot of what made that whole a lot of what he talked about interesting was like there's this weird connection between there's almost like a higher version of yourself that is also communicating with yourself now, but you just don't know it. Correct. And it's like this weird two-way street, but you don't know because you're like a lower level like consciousness. You don't know. We're incarnated. Yeah. It's like we're like a version of something greater than ourselves. We just don't know it because we're a lower version of it. Well, because it's, we've made a soul know. contract to incarnate yeah, in come this down, reality. Boogaloo a little bit down here and then, right. you know. Which is the hardest existence, I'd say. Oh, it's hard. Are you kidding me? Life life is hard. In case you didn't realize. Physical incarnation. We are, we are going through a pandemic and as I speak, there's a chance Donald Trump's getting elected, which probably isn't the case. But think about it. Like, we're challenged at so many different levels of our lives where we just have to figure it out. We just got to right. go through it and go, you know what? I don't like that. I want to do something different. And we just have to figure it out. And we have to I do it alone. I find beauty in the fact that, like, I'm not looking at the election polls right now because mm-hmm. at the end of the, the day. The whole world is going crazy and we're just here yeah. talking. Well, we only have so much time. Yeah. Are we really going to take all this time to learn these lessons mm-hmm. by fighting and living in a fear-based world Mm -hmm. probably not probably not probably not probably not you know it's humanity overcomes all the systems Mm -hmm. i can guarantee you if human beings were all extinguished tomorrow Mm -hmm. the economy doesn't fucking matter it doesn't really matter money doesn't really matter because the job doesn't we're gone we're not gonna be here so exactly. who cares what exactly pre- preceded all of the nonsense? If you're not like in tune with yourself, and you don't have some kind of spiritual connection with anything outside yourself. It's going to be a tough road to travel. Right. And I think the economy does not overcome human. You can't take your stock with beings. you. You know, that's for sure. You can't do it. This would just be and we are you. of the earth. Mm-hmm. We are beings of this earth. Mm-hmm. But our conscious energy, I do believe, is all part of the same Mm -hmm. and that i will i would love to just 
be a floating orb of energy in another dimensional reality again. Yeah. But for now, for now we're just gonna be. I've agreed to be here. We're gonna be here for a little bit. Agreed to be here. We'll be here playing the game, you know. Playing playing this playing this game, man. That's definitely a real thing. I feel like we got real deep there for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I encourage all. I'm not sound like a basic bitch, but like meditation in the right way. Mm -hmm. The more you meditate, the more that other people meditate mm-hmm. we're raising our vibration our frequency at which the atoms that create us move and if we can raise our vibration as an, you know as much as we can collectively we may solve the gravity problem yeah what is it what gravity problem is there a gravity problem That's what elon musk is working on what the gravity we... problem meaning what? not being able to leave the third dimensional reality oh yeah like not being able to just like flash out yeah, not being able uh, to know. go into a reality where physical incarnation is not necessary. Mm-hmm. And is we, that a problem he's trying to solve? Am I missing something? He's trying to solve it, but I think we've agreed to do this part of it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, is okay. solving it really worth it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's been a lot of strange, strange things humans have done. People have, human beings have been around for a long time. Long time. Long time. And I feel like the the breath. If you think about it, where every person shares has a consciousness, right? If you think about the the wide array of different consciousnesses people have had on this planet, it would almost be like you wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe how many different things people have experienced. It wouldn't. You wouldn't appreciate the world the way you see it from your perspective. You'd go, wait, right. people have done things that I have never done and couldn't even conceive of, and yet they're here with me. So what what are we really? What's the common thread? But we're all caught up in. Um self yeah the, the, the self is the biggest barrier to to growth and right. the biggest barrier to really anything looking inwards important but but being a narcissist or mm-hmm. you know you have to take care of yourself first yeah is sort of you know well there there are layers to that though because in this world that we live in you have to understand that the ego controls a lot of it but in terms of your yeah. own like individual growth you can't be too concerned with the ego because right you'll only be what you are when you i'm won't caught ever in the ego moment yeah i just am so upset with myself because i know mm-hmm. i'm above it yeah but there are moments that's why i want to do the work to get back to like okay mm-hmm. come on this is ego shit look outside yourself get outside that yeah, ego get outside shit. yourself yeah because it only makes you less you know, connected to what you know. Mm-hmm. And it's a knowing for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying everybody else knows, but for me, mm-hmm. it's a knowing. It's not a yep. believing. It's not a praising. It's not a ritualizing. Mm-hmm. It is a knowing I don't express to other people because I just know it. Mm-hmm. And when you are here now and not in the past and not in the future and not in hypotheticals mm-hmm. and you're just surfing, you're riding that mm-hmm. wave, you're- of being here yeah. now, mm-hmm. that is something that we all should try to well, that's, do. Well, that's the closest thing to any kind of higher level of consciousness, honestly. Yeah. You know, because when you're too tied down to what's around you and yourself and things proximal to you, it's almost like you're so anchored to what you can physically experience. Right. And protecting you. Yeah, exactly. Protecting you like, oh my God, this is it. But like, no, like this isn't everything. Right. You know? Time is a literal construct 
that when you, <laughs> I, not sounds so so cliche, but yeah. if the Earth was not tilted on its axis mm -hmm. life would not exist in the way that we are living it it'd be a little different it would be a little different just a little bit there would be no weather there'd be no yeah passage of time or it would be it would just be a re relatively physically to the, the the earth in its axis it would affect the parts of the globe differently right the parts that are are tilted and like get the most sunlight and get the least sunlight but are that's relative what ge geographically life. well yeah well like it Life would have been created, I feel like, under again, I'm not I'm not a physics major, I don't know. But the 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 geothermic conditions under which the earth was formed from whatever cataclysmic event yeah. that formed our solar system would still take place. It's just geographically in terms of where all the land masses were arranged and how human beings evolved and life and plant life right. evolved would be geographically different. But I think that yeah, you know, you'd still have a life. It would just look a little different. There, well, North America would be a little more north. Incarnation know? in other dimensional realities mm -hmm. that is physical form, I believe. Um, but you know, I don't think that we can see above where we're at. I think there are folds that can see us, but yeah. that there's some sort of understanding of non-interference. Mm -hmm. Because this is part of it, and we're all part of that. Yeah, all the aliens, all the other aliens. interdimensional beings are part of what we're part of. If I had a video podcast, this is where I put up that picture of the guy saying aliens with like aliens. Oh, the guy from Ancient Aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aliens, a term I don't like to use because spent a lot of time on this topic and uh -huh. um, interdimensional consciousness is what I would call it. What? Like other dimensional consciousness, okay. whether it be physical form, whether yeah. it be light form, you know, we're 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 delving into it with this uh sort of yoga world that's not exactly what yoga. yogis originally intended it to be, but the, the like the crunchy like yoga the like vegan thing working out as yoga. You know? Yeah. Whereas you can reach a level of zen with anything. Sure. If you're it's all about being in the moment. It's right. that it's that flow state. That flow state is the closest thing to not thinking about your 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 circumstances. Right. It's the closest thing to just being of whatever moment you find yourself. I like to challenge myself. Oh man, Brooke, we are reaching the end of uh, this recording loop. Yeah, just chill. This just, is a practice. No, I got it. No, I got it. But so, my recommendation is this: everybody no, wait, wait, try. Wait, just, just chill. I, I can just chill. I got it. Um, it's gonna. Ooh, it's gonna keep going. Okay, we're good. If see. we could try 20 minutes, stare at a wall, think of nothing, and see if you can do it. See how hard it is. Okay, we're good. Okay, we're good. Um, yeah. Was that recorded? Yeah, we're good. All Everything's recorded. That's the homework. I didn't unrecord anything. Everybody try to stare at a wall, check out entirely, take three deep breaths all the way in, and release, and see if you can make 20 minutes of non- thinking try your best breathing only and don't check your phone and see how hard it is i probably won't be invited back on this podcast um, she is never coming back <laughs> <laughs> but my podcast will be coming out soon um no i think me you and bob you should try one we should i can't we're not great planners i thought that I would have a plan of action for how I'm going to be able to keep the conversation from going off the rails, but it's not going to happen. I don't think I went off the rails. Um, You didn't. You did fine. Actually, 
we'll figure out the thing because there's a lot of uh, a lot of devices being plugged into my setup, so I have to figure out how we're going to get all of us in the same. True. We might have you might have to call in, and Bobby has to call in. It might be a thing like that. We'll, we'll figure it out though. But like I have my mic. I know. I had to plug in things to the the. I had to plug in your mic where I plugged in the other thing last time. So I have and to plug in more things to get Bobby on because he's calling in. I see. Maybe yeah. he can get a microphone. It wouldn't make a difference since he's going to call my laptop. Fair enough. Right. It's complicated. Well, Bobby, um, if this is a published podcast, uh, oh, it's going to be published. Appreciate like five minutes will be published that we haven't spoken. <laughs> the rest call, will be call me deleted. when you hear this, <laughs> Bobby. I will be in contact with you. I will let you know. We're going to work this out. No, we're good, man. <laughs> Brooke's going to be side eye. Like, <laughs> she's like, Wait, what? She's looking at me like I can't believe I can't believe you're in. Now, I'll, look, we're going to figure this out. We were supposed to do this tomorrow, FYI. This was like almost practice, but we'll see. On election night, we're going to leave uh, my closet and we're going to figure out who got elected, possibly. I doubt possibly. it, but <laughs> TBD. Uh, and stay uh, safe out there, buddy. Stay safe, people. Don't get hurt by these uh, protesters. And, uh, you know, it's Taco Tuesday. Get some tacos. What's this mean again? Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper. I'm such a dork. I appreciate it. No, no, I knew what it was. Peace, love, dove, water vents, incense, and